Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is John Katz and Katie's Cats at Night. This is the 5 o'clock show. This is a triplex, uh, uh, right? Cast. Okay. Same thing. 9.70 a.m. The Answer, WABC 770 and WLIR in Long Island. And uh, we're up and down the whole East Coast and parts of Canada and uh, parts of Northern Europe. And uh, in the uh, studio with us is we have Judge Richard Weinberg and Governor David Patterson, if we could find them. And... we have Lydia Serrano as my sidekick. And uh, Lydia, we have a great uh, show today. Absolutely fantastic what show. What are we going to be talking about? We'll be speaking shortly with Pulitzer Prize winning writer Michael Goodwin of the New York Post talking about Ukraine. And then he's got a great article that, that just came out. It says, when it comes to Russia, Joe Biden, you are no Ronald Reagan. Yep. And then we're also speaking to Andre Duberonsky. Ooh, I think I butchered your last name, but it's okay. I'll get it right. For he's the head of the Ukrainian Congress of America. We'll also talk to the Polish Consul General. We'll be talking about the refugees that are going to Poland. There's about a million refugees that have now left Ukraine. We're also going to talk to Ty McCoy. He's a former Assistant Secretary of the Air Force and City Councilwoman Ina Vernikow. And, of course, she's also from Ukraine. So a lot of Ukraine. And Catherine Wilde. Oh, Kathy Wilde. Uh, if uh, New York is opening up. Right. And we'll also be talking about the subway crime and what we're going to do about it, because we're not going to take it anymore. Now on the line with us right now is Michael Goodwin. Michael Goodwin, you have an excellent article here talking about when it comes to Russia, Joe Biden, you are no Ronald Reagan. Oh, thank you, Lydia. Uh, Yes, uh, I I think that... uh, If we're all paying attention to what's going on in Ukraine, and I think pretty much everybody is, one of the things you'll see is a big difference between the Ronald Reagan performance with the Soviet Union in the 1980s and Joe Biden's performance with Russia now. It's essentially that uh, in Vladimir Putin, you have a Soviet-style leader. And don't forget that uh, Putin said they'd the breakup of the Soviet Union was the greatest political catastrophe of the century. That happened in 1991, of course, after Reagan, along with the Pope John Paul II, uh, made a real effort, concerted effort, to diminish the Soviet Union, to defeat it uh, militarily, to, to cut it off everywhere. And so you had uh, Reagan uh, coining the phrase in 1983, the evil empire. And you had the famous, uh, in 1987 at the Berlin Wall, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. You had a real sense of, with Ronald Reagan, a clear distinction between the United States and its uh, the sense of uh, God-given rights and and a, a country built on uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness of the individual, and the godless, soulless communist state which put itself above all people. And Reagan was at great pains early on to try to make this distinction to the American public. Too many Americans, he believed 
and I believe correctly, uh, felt that there was, you know, oh, can't we both just get along? You know, can't we all just, you know, each of us uh, cut back on our nuclear weapons? And this sort of equivalency, moral equivalency, he attacked it directly head on. And you're not seeing that now with Joe Biden. You, you don't see that. I mean, here is here is the Soviet Union in the in the under uh, Vladimir Putin, who wants to recreate it using the Soviet tactics of just crushing your neighbors because they don't agree with you, just wanting to put them under your yoke. Uh, and you have, meanwhile, the United States reluctant to sanction the energy companies, relax, uh, uh, refusing to sanction all of the banks. And I was just reading earlier that uh, I didn't understand this until now. Russia is our go-between with Iran on this reconstituted nuclear deal that that uh, that uh, Biden is so eager to get back into. So we're we don't want to sanction Russia because they're our partner in negotiating with Iran. Who ever heard of such a thing? But that's the complications this, uh, that, that Biden and many on the far left have gotten us into by looking at the Soviet Union, I mean Russia, as just another country. But it's not just another country. It is still the evil empire as we see in Ukraine. Michael, this is David Patterson. Uh, assuming they found you. Yes. Are they... <laughs> <laughs> Assuming that uh, Biden is not himself rooting for Russia, uh, the question is, politically, in a situation like that, as poll numbers have gone from 67 to 44, 70 percent of the people don't think inflation is being handled right. And probably and over 60 percent of the people don't think that the administration is handling this conflict right. Why do they keep going on and on like waste deep in the big money with the same plan that's not working? And now actually negotiating with your enemy to uh, create a deal with another enemy. It, it is mystifying, David. Uh, you, you just see so many examples of head-scratching conduct by the White House. And, you know, the, the State of the Union was a good example of that. I mean, if, if ever a president needed a reset, it was Joe Biden this week. But instead, he just went on and on with this programmatic list of things that nobody thought is going to happen for the most part and was actually falsifying information about inflation, uh, blaming it on com- companies gouging. And uh, I mean, he has no no honest bone, it seems, in his body if he's still sentient in, in these ways, because These are just falsehoods about the cause of inflation. And yet he keeps wanting to spend bucketfuls of public money for new programs that would only further up uh, the cost of inflation for most families. I mean, he could solve so much of the inflation related to energy with a speech, basically saying, let's not buy any more oil and gas uh, from uh, Russia. Michael, Let's produce it at home. But he didn't do it. I mean, it's it's inexplicable. Michael Goodwin, you know, I know I know a little bit about oil. And, uh-huh. and right now, <laughs> oil has hit $110 a barrel. And the prices at gas pump and uh, the prices at grocery stores, and you haven't seen anything yet. The month of March is going to be brutal. 
The inflation rate is going to be brutal. And I nobody understands why we're making uh, Putin rich. I mean, I think I guess they stopped buying it uh, lately, but we're making uh, the uh, Saudi Arabians and OPEC zillionaires. Is there any other word for that? Zillionaires, yeah. uh, along with uh, you know, uh, and there's no reason for it. Why can't we just uh, buy it from uh, from North America for from ourselves? Well, what was. Oh. What was really crazy, I'll bring to your attention, Michael Goodwin, again, we are talking to Michael Goodwin of the New York Post, is Pete Buttigieg was specifically asked, are you going to possibly ask Iran for more oil? And he said nothing is off the table. Then when he was asked about more drilling on federal lands, he was like, oh, no, 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 that's out of the question. That's off the table. So just think about that, right? The equation there that we're not going to we're not going to drill for oil in our own country that would give our give our citizens jobs and and give us more independence from people like Russia and Iran. But we'll buy it from them. I mean, is that because of the environment? But global warming is by definition global. It is not limited to what you do yourself. So you're not doing anything if you really believe this stuff about the, the greenness of, of energy. You're not doing anything for the climate by buying the oil somewhere else. Why don't you produce it at home at least if, you, if you're going to be uh, honest about we it? We have but, all the oil in the world. Yes. We have 100 years worth of oil. And uh, Lydia was there when I uh, – Got the call. Judge Weinberg was there. I got it from – I'm not going to mention names. I got it from a very, very senior Democratic uh, senator. And I, I said to him, if we were producing oil in North America or or, or, or getting it from North America, uh, the price of oil would drop from 110 down to 60. He in says, a heartbeat. And what he, I think he said, you're not wrong, John. So then why why won't they do this? I don't I just I can't wrap my brain around it. And then Jen Psaki, too, she was specifically well, asked. What, what a, another Democratic uh, senator has said to me, yeah. he, a different one said to me, well, if we get the price of, of gasoline high enough, people will welcome electric cars. Jesus Christ. Well, that's, that's a that's a very interesting way to try to drive people Jesus to... Christ. I mean, you know, so enough gonna, is enough. They're going to torture us in the meantime, and but, we're going to yeah, buy the batteries from China? But, Michael, this is this is the problem. Oh, he did say today that, uh, oh, we're going to start making batteries here. And then I heard you say, you know where we get the batteries yeah, from. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then where what we did get he lithium say? From? And then what did he say, John? Uh, he says, no, no, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, and you said I years said, from well, now. No, no, no. I did say. Not in this lifetime. Not in, I said to him, not in our lifetime. Yes, I heard you say it. Okay. Speaking of lifetimes, though, how much lifetime do we have left for an independent Ukraine, Michael? It's not looking good. I have to say that uh, Putin, I mean, that phone call that with Macron, uh, where Macron came away very pessimistic and said that, uh, and that was just today, I believe, yeah. uh, that um, he thought the worst was yet to come. This is the Soviet way of war, which is, uh, you know, they, they don't really have any discipline in their army. They're not well trained, but they have these these what the Wall Street Journal calls these tubular weapons. They just stand off and fire endless barrages of missiles and uh, rockets to basically flatten s- civilian areas, create this huge stream of refugees, kill lots of civilians. It's, it's a form of terrorism. 
Uh, imagine just for a second if Israel did anything like this, how the world – I mean, Israel gives notice, and, and uh, when the Palestinians in Gaza are hiding in hospitals and things, Israel doesn't bomb them. But when it gets them out in the open, it does. And Israel is always attacked for, for even a, a single incident involving civilians. The Russians are doing it intentionally. They have done it before. They are doing it intentionally now. And the world is watching this time. That's the only time, the only reason I think there is any hope here, that the world is seeing, you know, what Ronald Reagan knew, what Ronald Reagan clearly understood, and what generations of Americans clearly understood before the last 20 and 30 years where everybody has gone soft in the head on this stuff and, oh, globalization, globalization. Well, looks to me like we're retreating behind our borders in some ways. And I think that might be a good thing for America because this globalization thing is not working out. When China and Russia are making a pact together, this certainly doesn't smack like a happy future. This smacks like an awful past. But I think that's what that's what weakness gets America. And Joe Biden is a weak president. His policies are weak. Nobody respects him. Nobody fears him. And this is what I think you get as a result. And, and Michael Goodwin, Bloomberg was reporting that according to several European intelligence officials, that Putin is contemplating hanging Ukrainians in a public setting, in a public square, in order to dampen their spirits and to crush them. Because what people don't realize is that the Russians, they're not up against just a Ukrainian army, the Air Force, etc. They're also up against Ukrainian civilians. But that's according to Bloomberg. What, what was your reaction to hearing that? Well, it's it's horrifying, but again, it is very Soviet, and and that's who Vladimir Putin is. He's a KGB agent who, look, we know he has killed his political opponents. He's poisoned them, he's executed them, or had them executed. I mean, this unrepentant beast, and he's now doing it on a on a national scale, international scale, and look, I. I agree that we do not want to get into a shooting match in Ukraine with Russia. But at the same token, I think that we are all going to be horrified uh, to see that kind of thing. And there will be a lot of finger pointing at, at Joe Biden and other Western government leaders for not doing enough. I mean, already you've had Zelensky complaining about it. I mean, I would love to get the transcript of this Zelensky president call. We got the one from Trump and Zelensky that became a big deal and I think was was turned into something it wasn't by the Democrats in Congress. But let's hear Zelensky in his own voice telling Biden, you're not doing enough to help us, and then contrast that with what Biden said at the State of the Union. I think that I think we're all going to be ashamed of our government if this if this slaughterhouse continues and this is all caught on camera. This will all be seen around the world. It's going to be impossible for the United States and the European countries to avoid the sense that they are to blame for this, that they have let it happen, that they were too passive and too slow. That is going to be a black mark against us for a very long time. Michael Goodman, thank you for coming on. Thank you for telling the American people the truth. And uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you all. Thank you.